Hi, and welcome to Refuse the Standard Podcast. My name is Vince Turbrack, and I'm a health and fitness coach. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity of following my sister's journey of weight loss in 2021. As you hear throughout the podcast, although she will experience weight loss, that's not the ultimate destination. My sister and I agreed to do this podcast in hopes that it will help you in your journey. My sister is a nurse, and me being a coach, naturally we love helping others. Whether your goal is weight loss or not, the coaching and tactics used to help her on her journey can be applied to you in your journey. Remember, I'm not a doctor, so be sure to consult your doctor before beginning any diet and exercise routine. We're excited for you to follow along and appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get into this week's episode. All right, gang, uh, we're here. Refuse the Standard Podcast. It is episode eight. We're in the middle of April right now, which means we're a third of the year done. Yep. We've been rocking these podcasts. Crushing them. My name is Vince Turbrack. For those of you that don't know, and I'm with the one and only... April Turbrack. All right, gang. So we're going to start this episode off. Uh, we're pretty excited. We'll go through the normal victories and obstacles this week. April has also gotten a DEXA scan that she got back in 2018, and then she just got one uh, last week as well. So we'll be able to compare results from two years ago. We'll talk about what those numbers mean, why they're important, how she can improve them, all the good stuff um, from that. So with no further ado, victories and obstacles this week. Yeah, so I want to just want to start with a little bit of an obstacle here. And it like not a huge obstacle, but just a bit of an obstacle is I had my first kind of since starting this fresh journey, my first real feeling of like, oh, like I really I was kind of just having a tough day, busy day at work, just. And I had my first feeling of like, oh, well, that grocery store is still on the way home from work. And like, what do I need to do? And fortunately enough, my shift was busy enough that I didn't like linger on it. And then by the time I got home from my shift, I was so exhausted that like I didn't get into anything. I just ate my dinner and went to bed. So it fortunately ended as a as a win. But it was like I was sitting at work like, wow, this is like kind of that old old thought pattern kind of peeking back out again. And I mean, I was ready to reach out. I didn't end up needing to reach out, but I was like ready to reach out. But it was, it was coming in hot. Some of the thoughts of just like, yeah, hit up that grocery store on the way home, get some treats and see what happens. Oh yeah. So other than, so you said, you know, I was just kind of exhausted and said, skip it. Was that, was that the, was that the only thing that you decided like, okay, well, I'm just tired. I'm not going to go do it. No, certainly not. No, it was, I'm just tired. And like, just part of my new mindset is like, my brain isn't holding on to as repetitively these statements of like, oh my God, I have to get junk food. I got to go to the grocery store. I need it. I need it. I need it. And so that's helped me hugely in that. Like, and I honestly, I attribute that to, you know, snapping my fingers Frequently when I need to pull myself out of those situations that I think my brain is getting a little bit more adaptive that it's like I don't need to go down that rabbit hole so deep that I can't get back out of it. Yeah, so let's yeah, let's talk through that just a little bit. So you you know, when you originally said it's like I was just so exhausted I didn't go home, but it was way more than you just being exhausted. It's been the past four months of you constantly repeating this phrase, happiness despite. True. 
it's constantly in your tracker, you checking a box that says, I will ask for support if needed. Yes. So in, in the tracker that I have all my clients fill out, there's a box that says, will you ask for support if needed? And I make all of my clients check that box, yes, no matter what. And I always get a little bit of a laugh when, I, when I'm first helping someone get their tracker set up, is it's easy to ask for support when you're feeling good and you and you kind oh, yeah. of really don't need it. Things are going well. Right. Well, that's when you don't need support <laughs> is when things are going well. Right. It's like you need support when things aren't going well, but that also coincides with that's when it's the hardest to reach out. Sure. So that's why I have my clients check that box. Yes, yes, yes. It's just repetition, just building in there consciously, subconsciously that I will reach out for help even though I don't want to. Right. Love it. Word. Word. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was an obstacle and then yeah. turned into a victory. You overcame it. Awesome. What else would you like to share with the fine people over the past couple of weeks? Yeah, this is going to sound like maybe a silly victory for some, um, but I can remember a while back, so brace yourself, it's just a small story, but I had went to Target and I was looking for some things and I walked down the snack aisle and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my favorite snacks ever. The animal crackers with the frosting and the sprinkles. So in my mind, I just had a moment of like, oh my God, if I bring them home, I've, I've never not eaten the whole bag. So I probably shouldn't bring them home. And I leave um, Target and I'm happy I didn't buy them. So I call Vince and him and I have a conversation. And he says to me, well... What if we would have bought them? What if we would have had that exposure and had those things in the house and you had control and light bulb? It was like, well, yeah, what if? So I recently just did this little test where um, a similar favorite snack food is the Cheez-It white cheddar uh, grooves. <sighs> Absolute fire. And I will eat a whole box. I've never not eaten a whole box until now. Now I'm happy to say I bought it. It was in the house. I ate one serving every single day for, I think there's like nine servings in the box. And then I threw the box out and I was like, what a fantastic feeling. Like, and just the realization of like, after eating a serving or maybe a serving and a half or maybe even two servings, you start to get taste fatigue anyways. And really it's just, you're just hand to mouth. You're just going through that habitual like feeling but I don't need that. Like I got what I wanted out of this box. I wanted to have these again, to taste them again, but one serving at a time. So that's to, to me something that I was pretty confident I would never be able to do is just have one serving of certain foods. I mean, those are the victories. I mean, that's what it's all about right there. I mean, seeing scale numbers like hold no candle to those type of victories um so heck yeah so awesome so with that being said so another great week dealing with life yeah of course obstacles are going to happen there's no doubt about it and you uh overcame i'd also like to share is ap is slowly but surely we're freaking four months into this and you know, she's texting me uh, that she noticed she's losing a little bit more weight rapidly than we'd like to think. And she is finally, even though this is maybe the second or third text, I'm like, I'm just letting you, yeah. letting you take it over, <laughs> letting you take it over. So I know it's hard. I know it's hard to give over control, but we had to have another one of those conversations on, yeah. let me take over. I got this. But I handle it a lot better now. Do Way I better. not? 
Way better. Before I would have had a lot more to say, like, no, I'm going to fight you. Like, wait a minute. Listen to what, even though I told you to take control of this, I need you to hear these things. Now I'm like, he's right. He's right. Yeah. So she sent over a text uh, that she was down a couple of pounds over the week. And we just want to be careful with how much weight, how quickly she's losing, which sounds crazy if you're joining a weight loss program. But I'm here to tell you, it's not just about the weight loss when I'm coaching someone. It's so much more than that. And if we're just shredding off pounds, five pounds at a week, it is going to come back and bite you in the butt. Um, and so that's what we're trying to avoid. So she was sending me a heads up on, uh oh, I think I might be losing a, a weight a little bit too quickly. What we also have to take in mind is being female and a female who's on her regular cycle is we have to not only look back at last week's numbers, we also need to look back from a week by week, depending on where you're at in your cycle. So with that being said, it's just something something to keep in mind as you're tracking your weight. That's why looking at your weekly average is so much more powerful than just looking at a day-to-day average. Um, so with that being said, moral of the story is she's freaking crushing it per usual. And and she's giving me more control, which is better <laughs> for, sure. for, for the sure. better for both of us. Yeah, and I think too, one more, this is a huge victory, but I'm gonna say, oh, it's just a little bit, is like the comfort that is developing in my soul around food. Like when I say before I would go, and I know somebody out there listening will be like, you can understand. Like you just go through the grocery store and be like, well, I want this, well, I need this, well, I want this. And like, it just becomes this like repetitive cycle of I have to have that, I need it, I want it. It's, I'm living my life. I would say that phrase all the time to myself. I'm just living my life. So I need to eat this whole bag of chips because I'm just living my life. Um, But now the like comfort of like going to a grocery store or like sitting down to watch a TV show, that's like prime time binging. And before my mind, I would panic, like, how am I supposed to sit down and watch a whole hour long TV show if I don't have enough snacks to eat for an hour? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating. That has been a thought in my mind. And I I can't, I can't, um, say this enough like every time I have this just moment of calm where I'm like I I don't need food right now like I'm okay even though this is normally a situation where I would either binge or at the minimum have some significant snacking and and every time just a rush of emotions I mean I'm a little bit of emotional gal but this is like I never thought I would get to this point and that's just it's blowing my mind every day love it heck yeah freaking crushing it Crushing it, crushing it per per usual, uh, which is which is crazy because that's all we've been talking about is just crushing it. And that's not to say that you've had it easy, that you've had plenty of adversities throughout these times. Some of the things that we have discussed on the podcast through other episodes and some things that are still just private. And so it's not to say that it's easy, easy road. It's just that you are truly crushing it. And I think that's important to say that like, I don't want anyone who's hearing this to be like, oh, well, it just sounds like it's all roses for her. So of course she's doing a good job. Like, no, of course, all of us right now have craziness going on in our life and family and and et cetera. And I'm I'm here to say it's still possible if you want this happiness, if you want to work on your power phrase and, and get healthy, it's it's possible. You can do it now or a year from now or 10 years from now. You can do it. But why not start now? Heck yeah. 
All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode as we're talking about DEXA scans. So uh, almost to the date, two years ago, April had a three DEXA. Three years ago. Three years ago, I'm sorry. Yep, three years ago, April had a DEXA scan done. So yeah, why don't we... Um, why don't we talk about the numbers that happened three years ago, and then we'll talk about what happened last week. Okay. So three years ago. Three years ago. So June 2018. Real quick, what is a DEXA scan? So basically, it's like almost like an x-ray of your whole body. And initially, I feel like it was used more for like your, your uh, bone density. Like that's really diagnostically what they used it for. But then it also does show um, like lean mass versus fat mass, and then like... It breaks down your fat mass into like visceral fat versus subcutaneous fat. And so it's just a super helpful tool to kind of tell you where you're at. So more than an x-ray, it's not just looking at your bones. It's yeah. more of like an MRI where it's sure. doing, doing some imaging of your body to be able to tell the difference between those different tissue levels. Awesome. So there are companies local, just, just do a Google search, DEXA scan, and you should be able to find a, somewhere around uh, your area local to be able to get one. They're typically, how much did you have to shell out? It depends. I'll tell you truthfully, I found this one on Groupon, so it was a great deal. It, it was like 50 bucks. But the other one that in 2018, I think I paid 80. Okay. So 50 to 100 bucks to get a scan, but I think it's well worth it. And as we learned about her results... From last week, we'll learn why we think it's worth it. So, sure. all right, three years ago, DEXA scan. Let's walk through it. So I think, and maybe this is too premature to say this, but I'm going to preface this with, these were my results. And yes, in that moment, I was on a weight loss phase. I was losing weight, but I still, I mean, I wasn't where I am now mentally, emotionally, physically. So I'm going to tell you lesser numbers, but I just wanted to kind of give you a frame of my headspace in that moment. So my weight was 224 pounds. Body fat percentage was 40.3. Total fat mass was 89. Total lean mass was 131.6 pounds. Android body fat percentage was 38%. And gynoid body fat percentage was 47 Visceral fat mass was 0.23, and then this isn't important, but my bone muscle that or bone mass density was 1.3. Okay, so if all those numbers just ran over your head, <laughs> yeah. that's totally okay. Uh, real quick about the DEXA scan is you're just you're just lying on basically what is like an MRI table or an X-ray table, mm -hmm. and this machine goes up and down your body. How long would you say? So you're lying on the table and you're in. You're, you're in a gown, you're in your no, clothes. No, you wear your own comfy clothes. So I, it says to wear like loose comfy clothes. So I wear like sweats and a shirt kind of a deal. Um, you do, you just lay on a table. This thing just goes down. Yeah, it takes maybe 10 minutes, maybe. Um, and yeah, you just lay there. It's super easy. You don't have to do anything. Okay, so not super invasive mm -mm. or uncomfortable or no. anything along those lines. Cool. Awesome. So let's let's talk about a number that obviously some of the people will will resonate with is your body weight was 224. Mm -hmm. What was your body weight last week when you tested it? 240.6. 240. So 224 is was three years ago. 240 uh, was this past week. Where did you start your journey at back in January? Oh, wow. We're just putting all the numbers out there. Yeah. I guess we're being real, real right now. Okay. Uh, 260. <laughs> 260. So we are down 20 pounds. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> so April prefaced her being at 224, and although the weight on the scale looked great. Fantastic, yep. Mentally was not fantastic. Struggling. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had to pick one life or the other, the scale looking great or mentally the fortitude that you have now, but the scale not necessarily looking that great, which one would you pick? I mean, clearly mentally, because that scale was looking good, and it continued to go down for like a majority of the summer but as you can tell by the fact of where I am now, it came back up, came back down, came back up. Not good. Okay, so her weight was 224 when she got tested three years ago. Another number we'd like to highlight highlight that you would you would know is body fat percentage. So how much of her body is fat mass versus muscle, you know, because we have we talk about muscle mass in there as well. So her body fat percentage was 40%. Um, so obviously where would that kind of put you as far as being at weight, overweight, obese? Oh, obese. Obese. Okay. So 40%. So obviously we want that number to go down. Um, we'll talk more about the Android, the Android number and the gynoid, um, number and what that means. And we'll help you kind of figure that out for yourself. And then we're going to also hit on visceral fat as well. And I think that's one of the most important things you could do about getting a DEXA scan is getting some visceral fat, uh, tested visceral fat is the fat you do not want a ton of. So we'll go into the reasons on why that's possibly an issue. And if you don't get a DEXA scan, uh, some things you can do at home to measure yourself to kind of get a gauge on where you're at. And then, of course, how to get rid of it. So let's talk about your numbers. Uh, let's talk about your numbers from last week. And if you just want to hit a quick comparison, one number from this time and then one number from last time. So your weight last time was 224. Your weight this time was 240. Correct. Okay. And then body fat percentage last time, 40.3. Body fat this time, 44.8. Fat mass last time, 89. Fat mass this time, 107.8. Lean mass, 131.6. Lean mass this time, 126.8. The Android body fat percentage last time, 38. This time, 42.6. Gynoid body fat percentage last time, 47. This time, 50.1. Visceral 0.23, visceral this time 1.09. Okay, so we're going to go through those, um, focusing on the visceral fat mostly, but I don't know if you were able to compare those numbers in your head, but moral of the story is all of her numbers are up. She's up 16 pounds, so it makes sense that her body fat percentage is up. She has unfortunately you know, lost a little bit of muscle mass while gaining more uh, fat mass, so obviously some issues from gaining the 16 pounds from three years ago that you were. And then obviously the most concerning or that jumped out to us was the visceral fat being up. Yeah. And can I sidebar and say, you know, you said obviously yeah. that the fat being up because of my, in my mind, I'll tell you truthfully, I was prior to getting my numbers, I was still hopeful. Like, you know what, regardless of how I eat, I fitness, you know, five to seven times a week. Maybe I didn't gain that much weight. Maybe I gained lean mass. So just, just so you know and the listeners know where my head was at getting this scan. Yeah, good. Way to bring that back. So I was saying obvious on the numbers that we were literally reading. Obviously, the numbers oh, were up. Oh, understood. But, but, you're, <laughs> but you're right. You're right is 
this all well muscle weighs more than fat type scenario that we hear so often. And so although you, you've continued exercising throughout the three years, it's logical for you to think, well, I do strength training really frequently, you know, protein usually for the most part isn't an issue for me to get. So I'm getting adequate protein. I'm getting adequate amount of strength training. So it is plausible. Yeah. It's plausible that my muscle mass is going up. Hence why maybe my body weight's going up. But truthfully, were you eating too many calories? 100%. 100%. And so... <laughs> I just um, thought I was in a bulking phase. Yeah. So I thought that was a thing. I thought that's how that happened. No? <laughs> For sure. Um, awesome. So let's. So now that we kind of have the numbers, so three years ago, just, just on a piece of paper, the numbers were better uh, than they were from just last week. Yep. Um, we did not do a test starting in January, which would have been interesting, but at least we have a test now that at the end of the year, we'll be able to test to see where these numbers are at in the future. So you'll have to stay, you'll have to stay tuned. That'll probably be like episode, uh, <laughs> like 20 something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So with that being said, what, what was your conclusion? What jumped out at you after seeing those numbers? Yeah, so like I said, in my mind, I was still hopeful that like maybe at least I maintained my mass, my lean mass, whatever. So I went into it very, very hopeful. And I'm still very excited about these results just in that like there's things to improve. And it really showed me that like I was in these three years up and down and up and down and, and binging and eating well and binging and eating well and binging and in my mind, I know that all of that is going to lead to excess fat, going to lead to making me feel uncomfortable, being miserable, not being in a good mental headspace. But I still was so optimistic that like that lean mass was going to be up that like this just gave me a little bit of perspective in like your actions have consequences. Like my numbers went up and not in a good way. Like it's not like my lean mass went up, like my numbers went up across the board and some of my pretty significant numbers that could lead to some significant illness went the wrong way. For sure. And that's why that's why just judging a scale doesn't doesn't paint the whole picture now conveniently, yes, your weight's up, but but you can gain muscle. You can gain muscle and the scale cannot tell you everything. And that's why we want to look at more than just what a scale has to say. So with that being said is, you know, looking at April's visceral fat and what was your number from the first test? 0.23, which then, is a pretty good number at 224, like pretty phenomenal. Pretty phenomenal. And your number this time? 1.09. So four or five times more than, which it's not the worst the number can be. Right. So the goal is less than two. So less we're still two. okay. Yeah. But I don't like the jump from 0.23 to 1.09. Yeah. So a five time jump, but that's just high for her because she does stay pretty active and generally gets high quality food she just sometimes has you know has had some binges in the past that lead to the weight gain so visceral fat so visceral fat why is visceral fat an issue yeah visceral fat is the fat that's around your organs and it's the fat that leads to like you know metabolic disease cardiovascular disease it's it's in a pretty pretty heavy hitter when it comes to to causing some chaos in your body Yep. So we have necessary fat to keep that brain running and just simple organ functions. And then we kind of, we have the subcutaneous fat. That's basically what you can kind of pinch around your love handles or lower belly that you wish you could get rid of. But then there's visceral fat and it's, and it's kind of hard to tell 
how much visceral fat you have because it's a little bit deeper. But visceral fat is such an issue because it's a hormone signaler. And the more visceral fat you have, the stronger the signal is. And this is signals of inflammation, which we know leads to all kinds of issues. And then also a signal for insulin and becoming insulin resistant is also an issue. Why is insulin resistant an issue? I mean, it leads to diabetes. It leads to some bad things in your body. Yep. So type two diabetes, which is clearly then just takes you down another rabbit hole of things that you'd have to deal with. Chronic inflammation has a huge rabbit hole on what it takes you down. If that's something that um, is constant in your body, hence the word chronic. Um, So with that being said, is getting rid of visceral fat super important? So if you don't have a DEXA scan near you or or don't want to take the test, Um, Some things you could do is, one, just look at yourself in the mirror. Are you more apple-shaped or more pear-shaped? So in the DEXA scan, we described those two numbers, and they were, what were they called? Android for apple and gynoid for pear. Other Gynoid for pear. Yeah. Android is apple, gynoid is pear. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... So they made it easy, easy way to remember they, the A starts a with apple, an A. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> awesome. And so then with that being said is what more shape are you? Pear shape. So my gynoid was 50.1 compared to my Android of 42.6. Awesome. So what that means is if you're more apple shape is you carry a lot of, lot of your fat, a lot of your extra weight in the stomach uh, region, and you typically have skinnier legs, skinnier arms. Where a more pear shape is you definitely have some um, overweight in your stomach, but you're, you also are a little bit bigger all the way around. So thinking about an apple shape versus a pear shape, you want to be more pear shape, but sometimes you can't help that. Mm-mm. So then that's genetics can play an issue with that. Male versus female, who's more likely to be apple shape? Female. Female is more likely to be apple shaped. So you got some genes going against you if you are. Okay. So one way to tell is looking at yourself apple versus pear shape. Another way is you grab a tape measure and you have two options. You can do a waist to hip ratio. So what you do is you find the biggest part around your waist. So think around your belly button or, or somewhere near your belly button. Take a measurement in inches. And then you do a hip measurement. So think your bum Find the biggest part of your bum and take a measurement. So that would be your hip measurement. You take your waist, you divide it by your hip, and you're going to get a number. If you're female, the goal is the number is to be 0.85 or less. And if you're male, the goal is the number is to be 1.0 or less. If those numbers are above that factor, then it might be an indicator that you have excess visceral fat. Another simple measurement would be is just the waist measurement. And ladies, if you're above 35 inches and men, if you're above 40 inches, would possibly be a a good sign that you are, well, a bad sign is that you have high visceral fat. So some things that you could do at home or just looking in the mirror with a tape measure to kind of get an idea on where you're at and if it's a concern. Cool? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Understood. Makes sense. So, um, so with the with the happiness, despite is you know on a lot of the episodes we don't we're not saying oh my gosh you're down another three pounds you're down another two pounds although that is cool and although that is a data point and although that is something we're measuring yeah it's not the only thing 
Right. And it can't be the only thing. Um, so with that being said, is we want to take a much deeper dive into um, looking just beyond what a scale number says, because truthfully, a lot of people that I talk to, when we talk about a number, it's hard for them to say a number because they don't really know. And who does really know what number you need to be at? But we can all agree is having excess visceral fat that might be an issue. And I yeah, I can tell you with regards to like not knowing what number you should be. I can remember back in the day, my very first time losing weight, I thought that my goal weight was 130 pounds. At about five foot eight, five foot nine, I thought I'm gonna get to 130 pounds, I'm gonna do it in a year. That you you we have no idea. <laughs> That's that was not I and I literally just took my weight and was like where I was currently and a certain amount that I wanted to lose and said yeah one thirty sounds good. Sounds like someone spent too much time on the Google machine. Yeah, yeah. So so the visceral <laughs> fat is is important because it really has some health implications to it. Yes. Of course, then the, the next one that I would like to know is is just from a function standpoint is so April's a nurse is. Is the weight that you're at affecting you to do your job? Then April is also an anti yeah. to amazing rugrats. <laughs> so, you know, eventually also April wants to have her own kids and all these other things. So, so your function at work is your weight limiting it. Yeah. Then the next one is your function in the, the things you like to do outside of work. Yeah. So that helps us give an indication it, what we need to do with our body weight. Um, and then last and least is, is really is what you see in the mirror. Yeah. Now, what's hard about that is that's really a mental thing. And you have to start loving you no matter what that mirror says back to you. Yeah. Preach that. Can you say that a little louder for the people you in the back? <laughs> to love yourself no matter what the mirror says back to you. You yeah. have to. Okay, once you fall in love with yourself, then it's also uh, that it can also be more fun to be like, okay, I want a little off here, I want a little more there. And although it's not a perfect science to be able to do that, it is it is possible with some proper dieting and exercising to kind of shape yourself more how you want to be shaped. But throughout that entire process and starting on day one, you have to love what you see in the mirror. So those three factors, your health, your function, your confidence, those are the areas that that have to be measured and have to be looked into, not just, okay, what's your scale number today? Yeah. And those can be harder to like look into and measure and like truly be objective about, but the scale doesn't matter if those two are at odds with each other like the scale is going down but I'm miserable and I'm exhausted and I have no energy for anybody or anything or I'm I'm losing all this weight but now I'm just I still don't love what I see in the mirror that just like leads to like disordered eating and and all that bad stuff Absolutely. So that's why we take more measurements. That's why I have a tracker. We've got about 20 data points that we look at with the tracker. It's not just what did you weigh today and what versus what did you weigh yesterday. Um, so much more than that because we're trying to achieve happiness despite. Happiness <laughs> despite. So freaking love it. Anything else you want to share with the good people this week? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, some ways to lose visceral fat. Oh, well. Well, we'll keep this one real simple. Yeah, eat well, move a little bit, and work on your mindset first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> so so super simple. You want to lose visceral fat, you, you got to eat high-quality, nutritious foods. Yep. And you got to eat them in a quantity, 
eat them in a quantity that if you're at a good visceral fat number that causes you not to gain anymore. And if you have a bunch of visceral fat, you need to be at a slight deficit to let that visceral fat start to melt down. Sure. Staying active is super important for so many reasons. A very small reason is helping you lose some visceral fat. Building some muscle will really help you um, keep your fat keep your fat mass down. Of course, mindset it takes a takes takes this mountain of a mindset to be able to stay consistent with it because when you're all fired up, of course, that's easy to do all this stuff. Yeah. But how much of your life do you live ten out of ten? <laughs> can't wait to eat broccoli. Yeah. Like not very often. So it takes a really strong mindset. And then of course, maybe I'm a little biased is getting some support and some accountability from someone else. Yeah. Make it a spouse, make it a friend, get professional, get a coach, whatever you need to do, get someone else involved to help support you and hold you accountable. That's how you lose visceral fat. So Heck yeah. Sorry we almost missed Yeah, that. right. We thought it was so obvious <laughs> and so so easy and that's kind of what we've been preaching this whole time but that's how we're going to lose the visceral fat. So super excited to see we'll get April tested again. Uh towards the winter months to see where her numbers are at and um, super excited for that. Yeah, and, and just one last little point about this getting the DEXA scan, and I was thinking about that as I was driving here, is like in the past, like I can remember getting my initial DEXA scan and, and hearing that I'm 224 pounds, it was like a new low weight, and I was still so like sad about it. Like, boy, oh my God, I'm 40% body fat, like that's still so high, and this time around, my mindset around hearing these results and almost just like looking at them scientifically, like, okay, shoot, my visceral skyrocketed up. So the first thing I need to do is like, this journey is important because I don't want that visceral fat to be that high because I don't want diabetes. I don't want cardiovascular disease. I don't want any of those things. So I think like mindset, 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 we've said it this whole time, but mindset because if I wasn't in a good mindset, I could have heard these results and been like, I'm up 4% body fat and I'm five times higher in my visceral fat and I have less bone, um, lean mass and more fat mass. And I could have just been a mess and would have been a mess in the past. But instead I just called Vince super calm about it. Like, here's my thought perspective and boom, here we are talking to you fine folks about it. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's no hiding from the numbers and you didn't hide. You nope. own the responsibility. You know why those numbers are up and you're so excited about seeing those numbers in a sense of I have control over them. Yeah. I, I didn't take control, right. which led to my numbers not going in a great direction, but I know that I can control these numbers and I'm ready to take control. Yeah. Love That's it. strong. It's a strong ending. I feel like just cut it there. Cut. Love it. <laughs> awesome. All right, gang. We we can't thank you enough for listening. All the support. When you tell us you listen, when you tell it was helpful, when you tell us you know anything great about the podcast that you took away from it, uh, we absolutely adore that. Uh, and remember that we're doing this podcast. Obviously, we're we're helping April on her journey, but she didn't sign up for this podcast to help her. We decided to do this podcast not only to help her, but to help you, both of us. If you need help with anything, mindset, nutrition, fitness, support, anything along those lines, please don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us. We'd love to help you any way that we can. AP, where can the good people find you? At AP Della on Instagram and April Turbrack on Facebook. Awesome. And I'm Vince Turbrack on both Instagram and Facebook. Reach out. We'd love to help you guys. 
Yeah. And if you have any ideas for future topics that you want us to address or things that like maybe we think are, are you guys are reading between the lines of what we're saying, but you really want to hear more about, reach out to us. Like we're more than happy to adapt and include other things in our conversations other than just chatting about me the whole time. So yeah. just, just heads up about that. Love it. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye.